Hey podcasters, thank you for joining me once again for the Donovan Watkins podcast. My guest today is an athlete. I love athletes. I think athletes are super dope and always have a higher work ethic than the rest of us. I believe that athletes have a lot to teach us. I believe they can show us the game. I believe we can really improve ourselves if we study athletes. Um and my guest today is an Olympian. He ran with the likes of Usain Bolt. He trains with Usain Bolt and he's a bona fide bona fide certified winner in several fields, not just in athletics but in other games and I'm going to let you hear him talk about it. Um and I just about pulled up at his house and I'm about to interview him. So, let's enjoy today's episode. This is episode 13 of the Donovan Watkins podcast. Yo, yo, yo. I told you that I had a an athlete today. And his name is Warren Ware. Warren, what's going on? Yo, it's a privilege to have this opportunity to give your second interview. In depth. First one was with who? What's the first one in depth? We don't remember. This is the first one. Like I'm like this the uh, first one, right? This is the first one and this is, the, this is like a morning a, a breakfast. Yeah, man. This is the morning with carrot juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Warren, um Let's start from the top. Like, early. where were you born? I was born in a beautiful parish for everyone to come from. Chilani. Chilani. Chilani is my place. It's a Duncan's and where the police Duncan's. them stop you right there. <laughs> Duncan's where you come from. Right. As a matter of fact, if you turn from where you come from, them stop me. Joke thing. Like, them should know your mother. And know, <laughs> say, you come from up on this lady. Yeah, the thing about it is just that when you come from that side, everybody thinks so you're a scammer or yeah. <laughs> Plus, I just want to be one. Some things are scammer fun. Why? They don't expect. Like them, they don't think that people hard do work. good things yeah. with hard work. Yeah. And does not suspect that all of us. So, so let's go into that. Growing up, tell me about the the ethics of growing up. What what kind of environment you grew up in? How was the home? How was the community? So you know that um, I was born in Chilani, but I grew up in Waterford. And um, everything began. In Waterford, Portmore, Kingston, Waterford, Jamaica, Portmore. next Waterford, to Kingston. Saint Catherine. Saint Catherine. So, grew up in Waterford, um, went to Waterford Primary School, um, so that's where my love of the Gaza began, because you, you grew up in the same community where, where all Vibes Garter Vibes Garter is from, and other influencers, you're kind of drawn to the good side of, of their life, um, so that's, I went to Waterford Faith Basis Primary School, then I went to Waterford Primary School, and um, I, I started running in the, in the fourth grade. How you got into running? Like so, one day, um, so I, all I, I used to run and you know, I play marble and everything, but I'm no athlete. <laughs> so what happened that I used to live at the the, 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 the front of the community, yeah, and the, and the parents was at the back. So it's like a, a, a rectangle squared shaped community. Yeah, I know where. I know. I know. So, I know all of it. So for the viewers that don't know, um, when you're leaving, everybody, when you're leaving primary school, you walk the longest route home because you want adventure. So. One day while walking home now, um, some kids were racing on the backfield, on the back road, and the back road is near to 
to track. So yeah. you came on a track, and bef- um, back then there was no wall, so you could easily go into the track and run on the sand. So, yeah, I don't know if that's why my primary school was so fast because everybody used to run from the sun. When I think of your primary school, so. <laughs> run from the sun, so you say run from the sun. What happened, you know, so you yeah, yeah bills elective early. Yeah, so. I was racing one day on the actual road, and it so happened that I beat the fastest youth in the school. And who was that? When them? Roderick Tennant, you stop running though. Roderick, where, where do you, you, you stop running because man beat you? <laughs> so, yeah, so that happened, and I, I. They said, come sports day, and I went to sports day, and nobody knows, but I was actually in, like, Red House. But he was, uh, he was in Red House, too, so I said, no, I can't stay in Red House. So I switched to Blue House. At that time, nobody knew who I was, so it was easy to switch house. So I switched to Blue House, and sports day come, the battle on, and we win couple race, and then win couple race. And I said, no, man, come join the track team, man. Yeah. Um, I think that was, was your coach telling you that? The, no, people and teachers are saying, let's come join the track team, man. I joined the track team, and... Next thing you know, we got primary champs and we're already winning primary champs. So our, we were, I was adding on my legacy to the primary champs legacy. And also, we are, we are flying now because we have a Miami Classic. And in, in primary school, you were going to Miami Classic? Yeah, because um, Miami Classic was like, I think it's up to nine grade. So like it was primary and junior high schools. So we were competing with like the best. Hold on, before we reach Miami Classic, let's take us back to the home. How did you grow up? And what caused you to have that affinity for, for going becoming an athlete? What from your house gave you that? Uh, so, Did your mother encourage you? So, you uh, uh, so first, uh, I grew old. I was with my mother. Mm-hmm. And my mother moved to Kingston. Your mother alone, single parent? No, uh, it was different. So I, 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 I was between homes. So um, after leaving Trelawney, I came to Kingston, came to Portmore. My mother lived in Mo- What age did you come to Portmore? A very young age, because I went to basic school. I was like, uh, okay. So you didn't spend yeah. a lot of time no. in Chilani. But basically, I was born there. Um, I think at the age of two, I moved to Kingston. My mother moved to Kingston. My mother moved to Saint Catherine. Yeah. My father was from Saint Catherine too. So my mother, my, fa- my mother lived in a place called Nagohead. Chilani is the same place you see in both. Is also yeah, you, you see yeah. in both. Um, Did you know him Brandon growing Campbell. up? No. You never know, because you left. Yeah, my yeah. sister went to school with him, because my sister left, stayed in okay. Trelawney, and she went to the same high school with him. My brother stayed in Trelawney. Um, but I, my mother left, and I was the youngest one, so I left with her. So we left and went to Nagohead with my grandmother, which is my mother mother. Yeah. So we lived in Nagohead, and then my mother was moving to Kingston, and she was like, since I'm already enrolled in primary school, basic, well, basic school with my father, side, so I'll just stay there, and then we'll know we'll see where high school what happened yeah so i stayed there and stayed there and i i so i lived i moved from my mother to my father and um so waterfalls are different community from nagoya nagoya is like a nice good community back then yeah, i was all sad <laughs> back then it was a nice good community um so and then so moving to waterfall was a bit different at that time you had the whole violence outburst a matter of fact bigger ford was in charge of waterfall so you know waterfall in the hot yeah yeah so um it's regular time you go to school and or go home and shut the bus and you have to go back into the school and go back into the house because where you come from i come from boston waterfall and if anybody know boston you know say so yeah boston, i've heard vice cartel yeah so we come from boston, boston and then every so waterfall is waterfall is section off into like different sections first phase second phase third phase if you don't know waterfall, you'll call them as first phase, second phase. If you know waterfall, you'll call them by where, come, where, where it's from. But to explain how waterfall is section off to, to people that don't know, it's a rectangle shaped community. 
with um, the main road splitting the community in two halves mm-hmm. and every section is separated by a gully so in phase one you have the left side and the, and the right side so it's section of the two side because you have the gully separating section one and section two and then you have the road section section of the two parts the left and the right so it's it's like six gully or three gullies um with the main road so that's like six different part of water for it so, so like always one when being one say if you cross the bridge yes <laughs> so where i live is hard where i live i live right at the gully bank water at, at phase two so you know so you're at, that's boston and when you cross over now you cross uh, you, you have a cross over a plain, a plain field then you have the community next houses and then you have a next fair field then you have a next gully so so how how did that environmental violence affect your personal outlook as a child well i just i just go school and train and and go back home I mean so i never need them they know me as my father fixed fridge and know me as your fridge man so my yeah. brother have a nickname. Jamaica right? love calling up. <laughs> my, <laughs> my brother named Fridgey. Because I can't, I couldn't get to call me Fridgey because yeah. the name is gone already. Can my I can't get the too. <laughs> my brother get the name. So my grandmother's called my brother Rodan because when me inside, him on the road, him play football. In the road, him, him all over. Me just inside. So he um, used to play football. So you know the footballs are out more on the road more often. Yeah. So um, that, 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 that environment kind of does helped me into those molding myself to I now go follow them people there. I know I saw so much people are dead. I have friends who are dead from them leave high school in the seventh grade. I have friends who lead us straight from as early as primary school. So and you could have easily chose that and road. I could have too. easily chose that road. But what saved me from early it was track and field. Because yeah. when I when 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 on a Saturday morning now when when them up on the road at Eigel, we have training. We have sands or we have hills. When, 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 during the week now, well, we are shift school, so if I was on the morning shift, I have no free time in the evening because I have training in the evening. If I'm on the evening shift, I have no free time in the morning because me, me want rest for the training in the evening. So, so it was extracurricular activity was an important it's part. It's important. Probably it, even the main part that you're bringing. It was the main part because I, as in, if anybody knew about primary champs and Waterford primary, we won 15 years straight. That's like, it's just like say yo, that's like saying the Lakers are winning them, yeah. them streak. So we were like the stellar primary school. And in Jamaica, for those who don't know, track and field at the primary and high school levels are equivalent to the NBA. The NBA. And the any, NCAA any in America. Any professional sport in competition. If you come to Jamaica and watch another basic school, which is like yeah. a preschool championship, you, you, you wonder if you're... Watching if they're at a World Cup finals with Miami Arena, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that kind of moved me into my work ethic because I was like, Yo, as I get to you, you know, because I, I want to fire him. And you couldn't DJ, couldn't DJ. Well, we don't know if we couldn't DJ, <laughs> but I feel like say, if we did try to DJ thing in a work, I wouldn't work. But a good thing in a DJ because I feel like space for other people. DJ, and you probably <laughs> not be a Gaza man, I prob- <laughs> no, not probably. I would have been. We don't want the fort now for the teacher. All right. I so, I want the fort. So when you moved from primary school into high school, yeah. how did you keep that same level of athletic prowess into high school? Okay, so, so this is where it comes into place now. Everything comes into play. You see, going to, I went, I left, I graduated, I, I passed my GSAT for Georges. But I didn't go to Georges. St. George's College for Boys. I was recruited by the great 
Herma Kelly. If Herma Kelly said, Yo, you come to Calabar, you're going to Calabar. And if your parents could have said, No, I'm not going to Calabar. If Herma Kelly come to your house and say, Yo, Calabar, you're go. You're going to Calabar. So, going to Calabar, which is an all boys school, which is a mixture of different students from all over. I was in class with Zeke's son. I was in class with man come from Chisholm, Waltham, all both, and then at the same time, man come from Narbu, Cherry Garden. So, yeah, we're in yeah. a whole diverse class, and then you're at semi grade where you're likely to be picked on. It so happens that my class was so diverse, and then be a bad man under my class, man have to skip over my class. When man come tax my class, man have to skip over my class, man have to yeah. say, all right, seven, seven. Um, yeah, <laughs> we have jumped through the class because. So, my association is skip. And then I come from Waterford, and then you know that Waterford was like a feeding program for Calabar, so enough chucks money there, you know, the bigger grade. Them. Yeah. And then Badman son in my class, so you have to skip my class. So that kind of helped me to say, all right, no, no, I don't have to act bad because my class is protected by the bigger school. bigger school. But at the same time, while climbing up into classes, into grade, I have a friend that starts straight. I have a friend that starts smoke, so that starts school class. I know, I know a school class, you know, because some classes like, yo, general stuff, I can't remember this. So what, what prevented you? What was inside you that prevented you from joining that kind of company? Because high school is an impression of the I time. I do sports. I do sports, you know. So you know, say, yo, you're easy to identify. If you come stand around, if you come stand them seeing our group and them spot you, they don't know nobody, but they know you. Them plus, you. plus you, had, you had Herb McKinley. To live up to which who picked you up. Yeah, and at that time, her, when well, when I came to Calabar, her McKinley, mm. when in sixth grade, in the change of the same grade, her McKinley got a stroke, so he stepped down. But at the same time, I was the last batch her McKinley recruit, so I still say, yo, I brag about that. Man, you know about me, her McKinley recruit. Yeah, yeah. But this guy said that. He's like, yo, that means that there's greatness. Was there's like, power inside it. Power. Yeah. But I'm coming from a community where you already have that influence and going to the school. It's already, it's like, you're just a baby thing for yeah. So you you never get caught into what you see every day at the school because you already are from that community where you never take the, the mm-hmm. peer pressure. Mm-hmm. So this is not no. This is, this is no. This is just the like a community of Waterford. It's like my baby. I play them. I play about <laughs> yeah. when you grew up yeah. hearing shots. I have friends. Where I have people where, like try pick fight and and I got I got a detention or suspension in seventh grade for the slight, simplest thing. Some someone decides to come from Malta and he decides to say, yo, no man, school you, semi-grade. He decides to say, yo, he's not going to pick a fight. And I wasn't really feeling it. And we get that little altercation because me not walk up and say, yo, I'm from Waterford, I'm from Waterford, I'm from Waterford. And because I never carry myself like, oh, like people that say, oh, I'm coming from my area, people who say I'm soft. So you pick on me and I defend myself, both that suspension. And it was the last of somebody picking on me because I realized, say, yo, you know, and to play with. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, as, as your heart of a champion, building yeah. slowly, not taking no So, when I'm BS. this fight, but I can't defend myself based yeah. on where we were raised. Yeah. So, tell me, tell me about your high school um, journey as an athlete. Um, so, you're into Calabar. Yeah. Calabar is a top athletic school all over the world. Um, people actually go into corporate world mm-hmm. from getting athletic scholarships. How did you own your talent as an athlete to stand out in all of that flurry so, uh, of so other man who can run So funny you know, backtrack a little to primary school. Primary school, the guy I called Roger Tennant, he was a sprinter and I was a 400 man. Mm-hmm. I was running 400 and he was running sprint. Coming to high school now, it switched. I started sprinting run 400. So, 
the same grade I didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but after was, her, my kind of pick up. It's seventh grade, you know. We don't have class four. Okay, okay, so okay. Class three, and oh, I was good enough to make the mm-hmm, class mm-hmm. three side, but I still run a certain chat means I was a hurdler then. I, I changed to the hurdles in high school. And so how did it feel not to make the team? Because because this you weren't aware of this at the time. As you in, just I, know I, that I, 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 it, it wasn't. I didn't feel any type of way psychological, psychologically enough because there's no other similar grade on the team. Oh, okay. But that was a good experience for me because I experienced my first and the only time I ever, 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 ever walked the champs. I marched the champs. That was the first time I marched the champs. Get me? So. I marched the champs that day. I was that day, the man them as a semi grader, them the champs wore up one. And you don't know about no champs, right? You just know, say, you have marched the champs. Which year was this? 2003. That's, that's Gaza Gully, the height of Gaza Gully. Not as yet. Because it's about to. It's it about, about to. to. But this was about. The man them going to merge over ring the bell. And the man them go Andrews and ring the bell. But, and then. Jim and JC man. I used to teach at Mergrove by the way. So, so you, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I wasn't teaching that. I started teaching at 05. Oh, what? T- so after that, no. So it was two years before. So, March and so after that, I, no, them, I don't think they march anymore. Because, like, Calavar was just disruptive. And yeah. And but, second, next year now. But the marching built school spirit. Yeah. Next year now, oh, the Pony Champs team. Casey's supposed to run 1 2. Me come second. Casey couldn't mash up. After that. <laughs> It just never stopped. And and you you had a responsibility to yourself to become Warren Weir that we know now. Yeah. Tell us about that journey each year when you got to Champs, your achievements, your your fall downs. Um how was that for you? Well, uh once again, you know, um I was to compete for a primary school which was very competitive. So the competitive spirit does spill over into high school where you're once again at a competitive school who's competing for a championship. So day in, day out, it was, it was just training hard, trying to build on, to improve, trying to improve and just trying to, to get better. And you're at a school where all boys, eight classes, 30 students each class competing for two spots in a one race. And um, you was and like, everybody's good. And everybody's good. Who no good? Have talent that try improve. Who no have talent just work hard. Um, so that just kind of give you the drive to just work, work hard every single day. You work hard. You work hard and track. You work at school. But you still work hard in the classroom. But yeah. it's just more competitive. Were you good at any other subject? Like were you? Did your mother say focus on your book? And, at that time, and I lived with my father in high school. Up to eighth grade, I lived with my father. Okay. So who was anybody so telling my father me? Was, was like, yo, I get a pass in maths, you know, you must love maths. So I love, I was okay with maths, but if anybody know me, once I fought with somebody, it might just be the end of that. So I love maths, but then I was a captain for some, in semi grade. In semi grade, and it so happened that every time I have a farm teacher, I'm a maths teacher. So we saved our money to buy gears. And this lady used her money and buy and the class party. <laughs> and me vexed, cause I'm the, I'm the captain for the, for the, for the sports. And me vexed, we're playing a white shirt. And we'll vex, we'll vex, we'll vex. We end up winning, we end up winning. Yeah. I was the best footballer, but I'm saying, oh, you're captain. And you're, and you're, the, and you're not good in the football. I'm saying, yo, but no, me as a sportsman, and the band no me as a white yeah. footballer, so they yeah. me the captain. <laughs> but I, we won that year, I was still upset. I'm, I still remember her name. 
Because today I'll tell us I'm missing nothing, I'm still vexed. You know what i Eighth grade now, I got a guy named, I call him Pluto Nash. I don't remember his name, but sir, if you watch it, I can't kill me. Because I said, what I call him? Pluto Nash. Um, he was a maths teacher too. So I get maths teacher right throughout high school. Yeah. Whoa, his name is Pluto Nash. No, he's Pluto a maths teacher. Yeah. No, but that's, that's amazing. Maths, physics, Pluto. <laughs> yeah, he made look like so. All the confident name. He made us look like so, yo. I don't know if he's weak, how he give the name of our class. It's just like, it's a name where them Calabar man is having the name. Yeah. Man, straight back. So, Pluto Nash, our um, farm teacher, and it so happens that we have Pluto Nash on like a certain day. Say, we have devotion, <coughs> we have two double sessions of maths class, and a third session that teacher don't come. So, we had we had like four sessions of maths. No devo- like a small devotion, maths class doing half a devotion, two sessions of maths. The third, the third session, the teacher don't normally come, so we have maths. So I have four sessions of maths one day, and they cannot miss that class because he's a farm teacher. Mm-hmm. So I was good with, I was good with a good number maths, love maths, ninth grade now, move with my mother. Um, I had a, had a maths teacher. I didn't remember maths. I only remember maths teacher for maths, but my class was right beside the vice principal class. Te- um, um, office. So if you have to know if being on P's and Q's of always quiet. So once again, we still have to take up the school thing serious because if anything, they yeah. can't do make no nice, they can't beat no drum because the vice principal office is like right there. So 10 grade now, I'm 10 grade now. That's where my, my love for much fall off completely because I'm not even for another class. And I said to Miss Waysom, remember the old name I remember, it might. Miss Waysom, Miss Waysom, I must search for you to play, I feel like it's mama four. She said, no, that was the last time you got much class. From 10th grade to 5th form. Because Miss Waysom was supporting your determination. Yes, she's like black, I'm So you always had that spirit of wanting yeah. to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, and one team of four, I'm to this day, but no team of four. I'm the same regular name, Rasta, Rasta, you know. I find my friend them. I'm going to say, yo, they're going to get team of four. Get back before. No, we know them vices. We're going to get team of four. You're going to like Madsen. It's me, I say, we're going to get great at Madsen. We're going to get a pro national, you know. But you got great in something else. I'm going to go into that. Yeah. So you focused on being an athlete, primary school, high school years, because yeah. you had the support yeah. to do that. In the professional world now, when you left high school, um, Tell us about your final high school race and then into the professional world. My final high school race, I, I, I ran at Champs. Which Curves. day was it? Tell us the day. As in the Friday. Tell us the right, stadium. Was, right. What was happening? So, where your mother was cheering? 2009, lower six, hurdles finals, fractured um, sh- um, ankle. Then when it was fractured, I was thinking it was a sprain. Fractured ankle. Um, one, one ten finals leading the pack, my uncle got heavy so heavy that it was unbearable. But I still finished the race, I came fourth. And I said to myself, Yo, them man never foot never broke, them, them not good enough. That was my last race, we lost champs. I was like in the worst state of mind because I was like, Yo, if I was a part of the team fully, I'd have run four by four, four by one, I'd have run at 100 meter finals, and then with a score of points to win. So with the hurt, you went into the, the yeah, race. The race, and I still won. And I said to my coach, Glenn Mills, and I said to my friends every day, as in, I was hurt for the best. Like, that injury was for the best of my career. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how can you break your ankle and hurdling in a championship where your foot big and swell like, say, oh, 
you have some disease. How is that good? I'm gonna say, why is that good? Because that made me made a decision to stay in Jamaica and train locally. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. I'm gonna say, yeah, because honestly, if I did go to school abroad, I probably wouldn't be as good as I am now. I'm just like, oh, you get what you say. What what is in Jamaica? What's that ingredient? Other than the Trelawney yam, where you come from? <laughs> what's the ingredient? What, what's the ingredient in Jamaica that you would? You see, the ingredient for us Jamaicans is just that track and field locally is a poor man's sport. Because if a rich little picnic go down and go try track and field and at coach a bark of time, he might tell him, say, yo, he might say, he might, he might say, he can't take the tough you attack him to, rough you attack to him, because they're not used to that. If they get tired, they want to stop, they want to run, go to mommy, they want to go to daddy. Because certain kids, don't want, it's, a, it's a tough sport, it's not like football or anything. Track is a tough sport. Enough time I said to myself, yo, if I never know that this, I'm going to stop a long time because track's hard. So, and then we want to make, we want to make our mother proud. You want to elevate our parents, want to elevate our people around us. So, in track and field, we, we strive to have that. I was strive to to be great. I was strive to 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 to, to we're hungry. We're hungry from day one. I was want to achieve something with a track and field. And you don't need nothing on shoes and spikes. And you know sometimes you don't even need a spikes because when you start so young, you don't need no, You just need. You just need a shot and a shirt and you just run. Just run. You just run barefoot. Yeah. I, I, I didn't become remember an athlete. Say, remember, but... say, remember say, when we have a sports day, if certain school can't afford button, we'll find something yeah. and we'll make a button outside. Yeah. <laughs> or ball if, if, if or anything. You're going to need yeah. a, buy a football. You're going to need a goal. Mm-hmm. For track and field, you just come to you know, the lane. You just come to a mark of two spots and you just run. Yeah, yeah. So there's something in the Jamaican consciousness that make us use what we have. Yeah. Forget what we want. Yeah, with us, with us. And that's and we the spirit from, of the run champion. Shop, run from beating. <laughs> run from school. Run from school. We don't run from school. But we run from school. Come on, watch cartoons. I used to walk to school. Yeah, six we walk months. to school. And we run, go home. Because you want to watch some type of cartoon or something. Yeah. yeah. So we're always running. We run from, one of the main things run from beating. That's true. And any man can tell you, yo, if I want to see our run, I say, yo, we must run, you know. People are running from shot. They are running from shot. <laughs> we are running from, we are running from, load them and are from police. Vendor are running from police. It's just that, we always are running. So Jamaica has a, a quick spirit. Yeah. Where everybody are moving fast. That's why the taxi man them drives about too. Because no man have no patience. No, more running off to get the next load. But it's a, being an athlete is about organizing that speed. And turning that speed into rhythm and... and fitness and discipline and showcasing it in a, a real professional way. How did you in that heinous environment in Waterford crazy in Calabar and Jamaica itself is, is a rough place depending on where you live how did you manage to become disciplined strong all the attributes that athletes well, have as I said um both parents at different times and you, you pick up different um you learn different things from both parents um when i was with my father i was with my grandmother at the same time when i lived with my mother i was with my grandmother and my auntie at the same time so you, you pick up several different stuff and it, I, environments can you do learn from environments and it's either you learn something good or learn something bad what differentiate from what you learn in the community is how your parents teach you about the community because you have kids that grow, grow in very volatile areas 
and don't they're not dance. And you have kids that grow in very, very push areas and don't them that them bad. So it all depends on it doesn't matter the area you grow, it's how your parents mold you. So you give your parent the credit to give you that 100%. early discipline. And not only my parents, but as in they say you take a community to raise a, a, a child and the community comes to the good and the bad. Yeah. And in the community you also have bad men who still are trying to mold you. Back in the day. Back in the day you remember bad men are telling us, yo, you have to go to school. For example, I remember in primary school, every time I walk past Vice Cartel, I would say, up to the time. And I would say, oh, why am I running? Because in, back then, I was, I was the runner. And that's his way of encouraging you to keep on running. Yeah. yeah. So, no, you don't see, this, you don't see that is where MCA communities lead is, 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 is raising a child. Because if a community was raising a child, no, you wouldn't have so much, so much kids that are dead, so much kids that get abducted. Because... It, it different now. People be looking out for People each other. People looking out, and also I also blame the parents because the parents is like, no, me no want nobody back of my of my of my children. No, if my if if back in the days if you did something wrong and a man see you, man go back over you because end of the day, don't think it's your child alone, you know. If you have this at the community picnic, because, because the child excel is the community, yeah, and if the child do bad, it's the community. So nowadays parents are the ones to be blamed because this like say they're sheltering their, their kids from so much stuff. And they're they they're exiting the community from helping them raise a child, and they're and the thing about it they're not exposing their child to certain stuff. From yeah. early me you know JLP and PNP from me from me look up at them JLP up and down because we are exposed we, we see that yeah but we're not exposed to it we're we're going indulging it we're exposed it's like yo this is what the world is like when election time don't come out of the house yeah you have a bicycle but when we tell you don't ride it don't ride it because we are telling why we are telling. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so, alright. Including that in your professional life now, and you've had the one of the biggest platforms, you've had success on the Olympic stage, where you came third in one of the biggest races ever in the Olympics, um, behind Usain Bolt and who came second? Blake. Blake. Three countrymen. Three Jamaicans. I, I remember seeing the moment where you see and realize that you came third. Blake also realized that you came third. And then you realize that you came third. And the entire Jamaica realized it in a wave. It's almost like a stadium wave where, well, we know both won. But then we know Blake came second. And then we know you came third. And how did you feel to be included as part of that wave? Because it's like you're getting a joke, you know. And you get the funny part. And he get another funny part, and he get a bigger funny part, and then the, even saying it now give him a goosebumps <laughs> because it was such a moment for me, a champion moment for me as a as a as a man and as a boy, seeing that and seeing men from the place that I came from um, achieving their their highest level of achievement. It gave me some kind of strength. So how did you feel being included in that moment on the Olympic stage? Honestly, and take us take, lead us up to it. <laughs> lead us up to. Alright. That exact moment. Alright, so we reached the village and it was my first senior championship. Senior running at the senior level. Professional, not professionally. What year was this? 2012. So my first two thousand level, I left high school 2009. 2010 was like a transition year to this. Warm up to this to the sport, warm up to the, the professional level. 2011 I I I ran a few like two professional races. 2012 was a year where 
it's like you know said so things can't happen because based on where I am and other people are it's, it's, the goal look like it, it, it's obtainable so going to the village now I'm the one vlogging um, I'm the one vlogging yeah, vlog. I'm, I'm the one vlogging um, because I was there having fun and I missed I said yo I can't lose enough I can't lose because there's nothing for me to lose. Start, stop. Yeah. There's nothing for me to lose because nobody know who will be. So if I come last, I drop out, nobody know who will be. Probably Jamaicans back home who have been following the sports know who I was. So we got through the rounds and I, I felt good, we looked good. And we said to myself, you know, sir. That's an interesting place to be, having nothing to lose. Yeah. So if you win, you win. If you lose, you still don't lose. Yeah. You're winning. So I got there and realized, yo. But me not a good place, man. As in, something can go on, but at the end of the day, I'm still not overconfident and I'm still just calm at the same time because we're trained with people like both and Blake, you know. As in, anybody's out there is just like, yo. <laughs> and this is the midst of Jamaica's euphoric Olympic yeah. times when Asafa done set certain records yeah. and both smash all of them. Yeah, but we're trained with people like both and Blake who are the top sprinters in the world and you're up there in training. When you go to go to Olympics, it's not it's like I've been there before because we do this yeah. like a million times. With training. them, yeah, because there's nobody better than them. <laughs> day in, day out. So when I was well, both was like said, both said to me, both everybody asked me the same question every time, no matter how long Olympic gone. Is it two Olympic, one Olympic gone, two Olympic gone, and people still asking the same thing. What did both said to you? Both come up to me and say, yo, I was behind. Both like, yo, what we do? Just follow me. You never say you follow him at the same speed, but I follow him. But I follow him as best as I can, and I hold on. And I went, went so Bolt is a motivational speaker yeah. in his own poetic Bolt way. Said, you follow him. And Blake was um, further lane back. Um, I was like in eight, and there was a South African in nine. So I think me and Bolt passed South Africa at the same time, so I know that I was going good. So I, I, I never know I was in third, but I, don't, I just know that I was in a place where I was good for anything. And what caused me not to lose that third place because I didn't break. I, I was so determined to just run to the line. I never care about my farm because no said me I run to the line no matter what. When I come to the boat and Blake, I celebrate. Man, it's like, yo, I'm learning this nothing in sport and football. It might be a offside goal. I have a similar name on the board first. I said, Warren, third. Yeah. I'm going to say, all right. So when I see that now, I'm like, yo, I'm come third. Yo, I'm come third. And I said, yo, it comes third for real. Yeah, and then the entire Jamaica did that same thing. Yeah. Like, yo, it comes third. Because everybody had <laughs> waited for the thing to come up on the board. Yeah. And it took too long to come up. I said, yeah. yo, come yeah. on. And it was just like pure joy. To give you a joke, Spearman, Wally Spearman from, from, from the US. Because I remember being at home 2008 and watching the Olympic Games. And I said, and I said Spearman, Sharandi was there, Bolt. And I said to them in the... In the, in, in, in the Warm up here while walking to the warm up here. I said to them, say, Yo, you know, so four years ago, I'm going to coach a watching our run. I watch it out. And was like, Yo, yeah. shut up at you. I was like, No, seriously. And he said to me, say, Yo. And I said to him, say, Yo, yeah, man, I was, I'm going to come coach a watching our experiment. Say, Yo, I feel old. I'm like, Yo, it's a truth, bro. Um, so it was just like, I still, it, it wasn't a serious, serious thing because we're all we're just in a frenzy. Just, just, just. Did you know you were going to be there? When you were watching it, two thousand eight. No, I well, I, I wanted to be an Olympic, but as a hurdler, that's a funny thing. As in, I I wanted to be a hurdler so bad. And did you think you could win? 
watching and you always started. You always think it could be. You always because I was a good hurdler. I went to the um world um world junior games. I had a miss up, but I went to where the fastest time was was people was like yo yeah, I run a p a season a PB in the heats and the hurdles. I was in Poland 2008, and people was like, yo, no, your body, no, you would. And it so happened that the guys that, when I, I hit the hurdles, and the guys that passed me, won the medal. I was like, yo, Jono Stern. I said to myself, again, things happen for, the, for, for a certain reason, because maybe if I had win that medal and didn't break my foot, I'd be hurdling. And maybe I wouldn't have achieved as much as I achieved as a hurdler, as a 20 meter as a hurdler. So, yeah. Everything worked out. Everything. So, you're you won the race, you, as far as you're concerned. Because yeah. to come third with Usain Bolt and Blake in a race, you won. Yeah. <laughs> Jamaica is celebrating you. The world is celebrating you. Because they're already celebrating Bolt. Because Bolt is the, 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 the special among the world. I was going to say Jamaica, but the world. The world. They're celebrating Blake too. Because Blake is right behind Bolt. For, for a couple of years, but you, for many persons, the first time they're seeing you. Yeah. First time they're knowing who this warrior is, and you're now known as the Olympic bronze medal holder. How does that feel? How did that feel then? How does it feel now? Is it, is, does it feel real to you? Is it a mark of success for you? Um, how do you translate it? And Because and, Jamaicans still see, it, see you as an ambassador, as someone that did great things even my son who is seven years old he's aware of you he's aware of blake and bolt and asafa just because you achieved that so how does it feel to you do you feel like uh i could have done better i'm a champion how does that feel to you now well um it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling and and um sometimes i wish to make a little bigger so like you could have walked on people those those have a nice level of freedom but it's still good because everybody as much as people might say oh you know so me don't want to be famous me don't want to be rich you still want to be known because that's is a certain level of joy when people are like can i have a picture please and kids just looking up to you you, just, you feel good so to be um no matter where in the world you go somebody might know you um in jamaica you're, you're loved beyond belief it's like you, you you are them Miss Lou, you yeah. are them Bob Marley, them them feel joy and it's like yo Verona every day as in I've relived my Olympic story so much so many times with Jamaicans it's like yo but no Blake and both got the day about this we see you run up we tell him from I'm at, how much uh, the amount of people that said they want money from me I'm like yo why am I not rich <laughs> today? Someone. Why why where's my cut? Where's my two percent? Where's my five percent? We did this together, you yeah. did this alone. Yeah. Is it I make sure you never lose your money? <laughs> so a lot of, I relieve my Olympic moments ever so often and it's a wonderful it's a, it's, a, it's joy when people are expressing themselves. So you, you upon building your self-esteem upon that and knowing you're loved, you're you're appreciated for all you've achieved. I see you now stepping into Where's world media world? You have, you have a media company. Yeah. Um, um, how do you translate your athletic? All the the journey you just told me about. How do you put that on being a media manager, a media executive? Um, through and tell us about tell us about where's world. All right. So where's world started when? Um, as I said, I was a vlog. I was a vlog. I was vlogging the Olympic games. So people was like, "Yo, you make us feel like we are there. We will feel like we're in London because." We are seeing ourselves at least that nobody 
never showed us. Not TVJ, not CVM, none of these forums. And at that time, social media wasn't so big. So I was recording my vlogs and, and, and put them on YouTube. And it was called a chill spot because we're literally just there, just chilling. And people say, I said, I was safe, they never see. I said, I boat, they never see. I said, Veronica, Shelley, like any the names they can list for Jamaica Dragon Field was at the Olympic. And I, me as a rookie, bring out everybody's spirit and everybody just be like, them, them feel joy when they see them. Them, them feel like, say, yeah, man. And they want to say, Shelley article. I never want to say, Sherrod article, Veronica article. And I bring out that. It's like you pull by the curtain. Yeah. So let me see a little person. Show them behind this, behind the stage, behind the scenes. So, um, after the Olympic Games, I was like, wow, I'm no, no. So, to create content for my, for my for my following so i bought a camera i bought a decent camera style and i start vlogging and i start taking pictures and one day somebody said to me say yo who does your social media management i'm like me and, and carla hollingsworth by that time she was a pick a deal set she's like who you're lying she's like yeah she's like no man this look like you never stretch that you just work towards like i just be original and post and she's like i love it and then about her june and I was like aerial photos and someone's like, yo, can you take up um a picture of a ship for me? How much is charge? I'm like, mm, I don't know yeah. what you want to <laughs> give me. And then them call me and them call me again and then from there, so I just put the things into place. I said, listen, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna create a, a company where I do what I like. Cause you already have your brand. Yeah. Of of being known to be disciplined, professional, and and being the go-to person for excellence so when you turn that <clears throat> into media content making and people start to respond to that and respond to you as an athlete what kind of what, what's your mission now what's your focus now to get those things as a brand for yourself as and in, push it out as in i want to have a, have a nice production house where we do some some nice type of 60 minutes type of, type of feeling but a very urban type not the type where you're in your house in a studio but you're in the garrison sitting down you know on gully i do an interview with a man where I come from say our boat is from short content with a with a you know one key and piece i do an interview with a blake is from mobile with a mobile and the automobile interview with a with a so much some some urban place and doing some stuff and at the same time telling their story not just where they are no but where they are from and just showing a different type of media um, also with commercials I like to tell a story I like to tell a story where you don't try to understand it because it's uh, it's already explained it's, it's, it's self-explanatory and those are the best stories because when you, when you explain it it, I don't it loses value I don't watch a movie and it's like yo why am I trying to say this like does that shirt does that red shirt mean something does, no I want it to be is, is just as I see it you see just like cartoon back in the days you just know say oh, Mickey Mouse Give you a cheese, a cheese, and the cheese is for you to eat it, not for you to figure out what And this is all self-taught from yeah. soft skills that you've built over the years. Yeah. Um, and you want to establish this as a multinational in Jamaica? Well, as in, um, with, 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 um, with Jamaica, with the social media, it's, with social media, it's, there's no, it's, it's not a single market anymore. And it's not a single market anymore. For Jamaica, it's... Yeah. So, so you, you as a, you, you started to use technology to 
make your media company more affluent because it, it does stand out on the marketplace in, in new media because yeah you have these big companies but you doing it and the the, the texture at which you're doing it it shows a, a, a little more authenticity authenticity yeah. um in terms of your execution so so tell us what makes you different from every other media company i think i like quality so you have a lot of people who based on how much they're charging they charge a different camera i use a high quality camera at all time because it's my work i love i love to look at things that like i was driving from mobi from mobi when the guy stopped me and i was passing this billboard with a video on it i was like yo that's my video it's just, I just love quality yeah. and I love, I love when people can look at something and just know who did that. And I, I put so much into it because at the end of the day, it's not, people won't say, oh, that's all right. And I say, but I don't have to do it. What they will say after that? Oh, it's worrying where you do it. So I like to do stuff and do it to the best of my ability. And I'm very hands-on. Even though I have people that work with me, I'm very hands-on. There will be time where I probably take the camera and say, no, record it this way. Try it that way. But at the same time, I want people around me that it's as if they were twins or a clone. They, 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 they know what I'm thinking and they want to try that. So that's where we're different because I think all our minds together work as one. So athletes, athletes are known to have successful businesses after being an athlete. So George Foreman, he's great. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a documentary with him the other night. He has like 50 cars. Um, did you get any success from being an athlete? Yes. Financial as, success. Yes, um, we did. Uh, as, as a Sergio Island brand ambassador, um, I won the Diamond League Olympic medal. What does that mean? What does winning the Diamond like, League Winning the Diamond League, you win, it's like you win, a, you win the circuit. So winning the circuit in like NASCAR, you win a prize. Okay. You win the prize burst. Um, and I have a lot of accolades and awards to go behind a good track career, which is not yet over. Tell us, tell us, tell us about each. Um, I'm I'm looking right now at your trophy case. Just tell us about the different um, trophies you have in the case. Um, I can feel free to take out anyone you want. Sure. All right. So sure. Um, first and foremost, um, have a lot there. Like, talk to the mic. Talk to the mic. We have, we have a lot there. We have um, one of the first trophies I got was the racers most improved athlete. Um, I got that two years running. I got, I got that two years running, and I was so upset when the, when that stopped because I was like, "Yo, no, mama, no, so I guarantee me that I like I love dressing up and going to my award shows. Um, I have other local ones. I have some that people don't know. I have have like at the mayor's award for Portmore. So, so all <laughs> so got the girls award. <laughs> <laughs> so all who say them run Portmore, me at the mayor's award for Portmore. Yeah. So you can't be running Portmore and you have a mayor's award for the city. <laughs> so you can't be the key for the city and have the key or the mayor's award. You're when I have the key, what may I be? Mayor say, yo, let me give you this. Tell us about this one. So all right, this one I'm holding here is the IWF World Relays 4 by 2 World Record. So this one was from the Sportsman and Woman Award. But there's one in there that is like, it's, it's so precious to me. Which one? Go for it, go for it, go for it. It's so precious to me. It's... Warren is getting his most precious award. Right, so you can't see it if you listen to the podcast, but you got to subscribe to Jarrah Watkins' 
YouTube and Where's World YouTube. So this one. See the video. Alright, so this is the plaque for the world record for the four by two. He's dusting it off. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to Blake and both, listen, I know you guys have world record. Both have like several individual records. Both have Blake has a four by two. Four by no Blake has a four by one world record. So I said, so listen, I want to go to Bahamas. I did not girl. Four by world list and oh, one, yeah. I want to win a four by two world record. Not just win, but get a world record. Is it is it real gold? Uh, I have no idea. So yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, IWF International Association of Athletics Federation to Jamaica N Ashmi W Ware J Brown Y Blake Jamaica. So why does this feel so much holder. to me? Why this is so precious to me? It's because like Jeremy Brown is from Waterford Primary also. We're uh, teammates from Waterford Primary. Our coach passed away like in 2000 and probably 10. So, yeah. so this is very dear to us because I know that he'll be... Is this real something. gold? Well, Because it's, it's heavy. Well, if it's not real gold, it's enough metal. This. So push come to shove, you sell this. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're living good. Yeah. So as in... Even though I have an Olympic medal, yeah. World Can I see the Olympic medal? World Championship medal, two World Championship medal. Because the Olympic medal would have been your biggest achievement in athletics, right? Yes. I, I don't know what's the ranking. I mean, money wise, you have some athletes who only win the money races. Well, <laughs> but, but I want to know, I, I think Olympic uh, is like the so highest. This is the silver medal from the World Championship in Moscow. For... Wow, it's very classy, man. And then this one is the gold medal for the four by one um in Moscow. I ran so you're not balling until you're walking with gold medals around your neck. And, and then, this is a real balling. And then this is the Olympic medal. This one is a bit bigger and heavier. That's a big bird. This is this is some ancient figure, you know. If you look look up the history of the Olympiad, you'll understand this figure. Warren Weir, you made Jamaica so proud that day. And I'm sure it made your mother proud too. And yourself yeah. proud. <clears throat> so, take, let's come back to media. Because that's what you're doing now. Um, you st- you're still an athlete, right? Yes. You're still running. Um, I realized you had an injury the other day. Yeah, mo- um, most recently I tore my hamstring. But not without leaving without a medal <laughs> to add yeah. to, the, to, the, to, the, to the others. I tore my hamstring in the... In the and you still, you still ran even though you had an injury. Regin, if I have a call, if I have a call, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> right, I have a friend of mine, a friend of mine called, named Kenroy. Kenroy always calls him. Kenroy's like, people, he's like, when you want one medal, I'm get a bag of money. Kenroy's like, no, if we're sick, we don't get paid. If we're injured, we don't get paid. If you have a paper cut, you still get paid. You, yeah. you guys cut for paper cut, and then you guys are bashing us yeah. for... Getting, getting up six o'clock in the morning. Plus, yeah, exactly. The, the training, the, the race is just one minute, but the yeah. training is... When you guys are partying and, and extravagating, like we can't do that because we are training six o'clock in the morning. When you sleep in your beauty rest and when you eat your breakfast, we probably just don't train. And yeah. then I have to go home and get breakfast. We're not cussing because we choose that life, but you don't bash us and tell us that um, we get things easy because you see us run for nine seconds. And the irony of, of the rest of us getting beauty rest is that athletes are usually looking way better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you're running every day. <laughs> yes, so, so as I'm saying still... Yeah. So, tell, so tell us about this. Tell us about right, this. So, all right, so 
I mean, this is supposed to be valuable, by the way. So, um, so can I have I can, one to I, take I, can, I can't remember what year it was, I have to look back. Yeah. But after the Olympic Games and in Moscow, Adidas started doing, like, my spikes were, if you look inside, it's a Jamaican flag. Uh, yeah, inside, yeah. printed inside. In the back, yeah. And then um, there's a werewolf on the front. The world. Werewolf in the tongue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then on the back of yours, you'll see a flag. Yeah. But everybody has spikes is, 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 is normal. So where you see the flag, that will be orange, and there's no flag, no name. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. also a big achievement for myself. And it is. To have a customized Jamaican spikes for myself. You still you're signed to Adidas? Yeah. You still signed to that? Yeah, man. For life. So, like, you can get free Yeezys. <laughs> you got the hookup. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, most definitely, um, it was a good, good feeling. Uh, when you start getting your, your own spikes, you feel like Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, you feel like Kobe, you feel like all those people getting their own spikes. Yeah, yeah. You like it. And then you feel extra nice because your spikes don't sell. You have you alone have that with your name and, yeah. and your country flag on it. And... As I said, worst come to worst, you sell the gold from the <laughs> you have an auction open house. See, you rich, you, 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 it's an internal richness, though. Um, yeah. uh, and I respect it's like that. A, as in, as in, as in, not Tanta Blacks who do those Tanta Blacks, a local entertainer. Rich. A entertainer. When he says he's rich, he's, he's never talking about physical yeah. money. It's he's a talking feeling. about a feeling. A lot. He's like, yo, everybody's rich. The dog of life, the dog rich. Yeah. The tree out there waving and him not, him not no disease. The tree is rich. As it's like more than anything in the world, once you have that joy and love in yourself, that love, that's the rich. That's the, that's, yeah. that's the ultimate riches. Because even though you do make money from being an athlete, the, the real success, successes came from the achievement yeah. that come as a result of your Because training. most people don't realize, not all the games they get money, but we're still out there just wanting to make Jamaica feel proud. And the wider world feel proud and yourself feel proud. Because that's just the joy that comes with us competing. Yeah. When, those, when you're winning, you never think about much money you're going to win. You just want to see you winning, you celebrate yeah. and you feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel nice because of winning. You score a goal, you feel nice. You, 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 make your, you finish your tasks for the day, you feel nice. You finish cleaning the house, you feel nice. Anything you do, any, and then you complete a task that you set for yourself, you feel nice. And those are intrinsic. What about you see a baby with her buckle? When she feels her buckle, she feels nice. <laughs> Talking about that, you have a daughter, right? Yeah. And and these are disciplines that you're gonna pass down to her. What 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 kind of vision do you have for her coming? Would you want her to become an athlete? Or maybe a Gaza DJ? I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> Do you want her to become an athlete and follow in your footsteps? Yeah, um no, as in um Why not? No, you follow, you create your own path. I'd lead into the right way, but I won't force you because I believe that anything is forced onto a child. That's where they drift from. I see a lot of kids that had a passion for certain stuff and they're forced. forced being forced to it and being disciplined, having discipline for it is totally different. That's true. Yes. So if you force your child into to, to a certain life, you look at Michael Jackson, he rebelled in the wickedest way. Yes, they got a bag of money from him, but he wasn't, he wasn't rich. Yeah. So you just want her to have the freedom that you had. Yeah. And and, and that's a noble idea. That's probably why you're such a good media person and an athlete because you have a free way of thinking. As in as in I am one of the most outspoken athletes in terms of every single thing. And I I I don't care if it hurt me because at the end of the day, um I don't speak for myself. I speak for myself and 
voiceless. Yeah, yeah. I speak out against injustice. Because you got the voice. I speak out against injustice. I, I speak out against a lot of things. And I don't care. Because at the end of the day, people say, you can't. Uh, if people keep on saying, you as a public figure can't do that, who can do it? Because if we can't talk out against injustice, the marginalized can't. Can't because yeah. they're 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 they're, yeah. they're voiceless voice people. Yeah. They're the voice, but their voice aren't loud enough to yeah. be heard. And persons who may think to harm you because of your voice will think think twice. Yes, because it's gonna be blown up. But somebody who does have a voice or does have they're a, easy, they can be easily silent. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's where that's where I hate where people call, people get ideas from. More, be careful of what you say. Yes, I know that, but. If it comes out about defending somebody, everybody writes, everybody believes in several different things. And you can't cuss me for what I believe in. You cannot agree with me, but you can't cuss me for that. But if you are defending something and I think that and I think that your belief is is is, is good. And I think that your belief is, is what you believe in, I can't cuss you for that. Because that's your belief. And the most I can do is help you to get your voice heard. For your belief. Where's your spiritual center? Like, what, from where do you function? I think my mother, my mother is a Baptist, so um, I'm, a, I'm a believer of Christ. Mm-hmm. Not a Christian, but I'm a believer of Christ, and I do attend. No, 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 no. I do attend the, I go to church, I attend a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. So I'm a strong believer of God I, and all that. So in a quiet time when we don't see you driving or partying or running, you coming to your center of of your Christ consciousness? Not, not, not. I don't want to think it seems like like people say. No, I'm too I'm not a church often. I don't go to church a lot, but I'm, I'm a believer of Christ. But when I'm not doing all that stuff, I'm only playing game, which is my center. That's of, your downtime. Yeah. Most would, you, would you go into e game? That's like a big. You know, yesterday someone was saying no. to me, but um, you're making like two million dollars. But for me myself, it's like. I just want to sit with myself and bring them on this play game. And not with that. When I'm a competition, I'm like, yo, I don't need to go there and play game with a million people. I cannot sit and play game with bring yeah. them by myself. But that might be a thing that you go into later. Just like you go into media because yeah. it started as a hobby and then you perfected it and it's now a bona fide um, shareholder in the media landscape. Like, persons have to be like, hey, Warren Weir is here. You know, they can't, they can't second guess that with Weir's world. Um... What do you want to be known for when you stop doing track um, and it's all said and done? Like, how do you want people to remember Warren Weir? I want people to remember that you don't have to have, a, you don't have, to have the, the greatest start to have the awesome ending. You can have a rocky start even at, in your 20s. Even at, you see people who are like 30 having a blooming start it's just that no matter where you are in life that can always be a start for you if you're doing if you're doing wrongs all the days of your life you can turn around and be positive you can always affect the world influence the world in any part of life you do no matter if you work the lowest type of job or the highest pay set of jobs we have all of the same rights we all of the same um 24 hours and we all have to make this make an impact in the world it doesn't matter because a baby can come into the world and, and, and influence your life to be good and a, a garbage man can come and say the kindest word to you feel good a rich man can come and say the kindest word to you feel good it doesn't matter no matter what who you are in the world you can make an impact in the life in the world and you can influence somebody if you touch if you are preaching to a million people and you touch one 
it wasn't done in vain. So I want to be known as a person that uplifted people. Like, when you see me, it's a joy. Like, I'm never, spirit is never broken. Yeah. I remember doing, after, nobody knew I threw my armstring, and the Australian team was taking a, a group picture, and I came and I did a, 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 a photo bomb. And I walked up before the picture t- was taken, and he's like, no, 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 come in the picture. So I went back in the picture, and someone was like bashing me. Yeah, we understand we came third, but at the end of the day, you know good those four guys fell just for t- 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 at the photo bomb picture? It doesn't matter if it was me. It was like, that was a lot of fun moment. Yeah. And no matter if, it, if the room is in dead silent, I'll be the one to make someone bring crack a, a joke and bring a life. I just can't be sad. Yeah. Can't. And that's your intrinsic spirit. We're going to go into this segment called word association. All right? So okay. I'm just going to, words or phrases. Okay. I'm just going to throw it at you. And you just give me first thing that comes to mind. All right? All right. Social media. Instagram. Um, winning. Me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. said Charlie Sheen. This again. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Um, mother. Silas Clark. Hurt. Blood. Um, love, joy, children, mine, Jamaica, love, um, Um, media, where's world, um, living, great, greens, can't say the other word, but greens, cars, (laughs) Bima, (laughs) um, um, what else? Usain Bolt. Phenomenal. Um, track and field. Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where's world? Uh, it, Respect. It was fun. This was great, man. People, you can see this full interview. Uh, I'm talking to this camera. I'm going to talk to that camera. So <laughs> you, you talk see, to yours first. So you can see the full interview on, where's, on Warren Wear YouTube. And for the podcast, you can see it on... Donovan Watkiss Podcast. That's on iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, Anchor, everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also see the video, because I'm going to take this video, on Gerald Watkiss YouTube. All right? Thanks. So, peace out. Yeah. So, that was Warren Ware, athlete. Athletes are really, really, really good for society. They are the backbone of discipline, of achievement, of excelling. They're athletes in all areas of life. You could even be working at a post office. If you know how to pack meals with the discipline and alacrity and all the energy that an athlete has, you are an athlete. Um, and these are the people who I want to inspire with on the Donovan Watkins podcast. This, is, this has been episode number 13. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, leave a review. It means so, so, so much to me. And subscribe to subscribe to Jarrah Watkiss YouTube. All right. Have a great day, morning, night. The first-